Welcome to the Sunflower Conversations, where we explore the hidden disability sunflower and its role in supporting people with hidden disabilities. Hey guys, so my name is Paul Shriver. Also with me is Chantelle Boyle. Hi Chantelle. Hi, hello. Today we are going to be talking to Zoe Inman. Zoe is the Centre Director of the Trafford Centre. Welcome Zoe. Can you please introduce yourself? Hi, Paul. I'm, I'm Zoe Inman. I'm the Centre Director here at the Trafford Centre. Welcome, Zoe. Can you just um, tell us to start with just a little bit about the Trafford Centre, please? Yeah, a little bit about the Trafford Centre. So um, a large indoor shopping centre anchored by Selfridges in the middle uh, with John Lewis at the other side. Lots to do, lots of comfort, outdoor space, aerial extreme outside um, and obviously lots of different car parking. Um, and lots of reasons to, to visit, I guess. We've got uh, Barton Square, our new development, which is home to Primark, uh, Sea Life and Legoland. So you can see the diversity um, under our one warm roof. So it's, it sounds to me like it's a massive place. Is that right? It is a massive place. It's three miles of shop fronts. Um, so our, you know, our average visitor time uh, is anything from an hour right the way up to you can spend the day here, depending on what you, you, you want to do. But the Odeon Cinema as well um, and lots of eateries uh, when they get back open on the 17th of May. So um, I suppose we uh, label it as a daycation. But if you wanted to just pop in to collect your, your click and collect or a coffee, then, of course, you can do that as well. So, um, yeah, something for everybody here. Are you back on site now? I mean, I'm just interested to know about the kind of footfall and, you know, how things starting to change and come out of COVID now. Yeah, um, we've worked, I've personally worked all the way through COVID. Uh, we've had non-essential retailers. Um, so we've had essential retailers open, should I say, uh, for food and medical supplies, uh, you know, glasses, things like that. Um, and so we're fully open now for retail. So as you know, on the 12th of April, we reopened non-essential retail um, loads of safety measures in place, which is fantastic. People following the rules. And as we move forward to the 17th of May, we'll be uh, reopening our eateries as well. So we look forward to that. That's good news. It's great. It's been a long while, isn't it, coming? It has. Everybody, unfortunately. I mean, the weather's been great for the last two, two and a half weeks in Manchester. So people have been perched um, on the benches outside and on the greenery. Um, but unfortunately, people aren't able to eat inside at the moment. So uh, we're encouraging people to do the right thing and uh, eat outdoors. Can I ask you, how important is customer service to you as a business? Uh, it, it's absolutely in the heart of everything that we do. Um, you know, without our customers, we wouldn't be the thriving business that we are. Um, and we've got loads of great customer initiatives. Um, you know, if you go on our website and just look at the range of services that we offer, I'm really pleased to say that, you know, we're in one of those flagship uh, positions that we go out of our way to make sure our customers have an enjoyable experience, genuinely um, have an enjoyable experience. The business is a member of the Sunflower Scheme, isn't it? Very proud to be so, yes. And can I ask you, why are you members of the Sunflower Scheme? Um, obviously, we want to support the whole community. Um, you know, nobody should be treated differently, regardless of their ability. Um, so for us, that uh, lanyard offers the opportunity for people to know um, that our customer, our guest, um, has maybe got some underlying difficulties that we can assist. And, and obviously, um, because it's a national, nationally recognised scheme, that others are also aware. Do you feel that the scheme has become more recognised um, over the past few years? Is it something that has grown? It has, certainly. I'm seeing more and more of our visitors wearing the lanyard. 
Um, and I suppose as well, I think we since we've been doing the scheme and making it accessible for people to get hold of that that lanyard and actually publicising the emblem and, and actually having information around what that actually means um, certainly makes our job uh, a lot easier. Um, yeah, and it's great. We've actually uh, supported that with the with the packs that we have available on customer services as well. So, Zoe, can you just tell me how somebody could obtain a sunflower lanyard when they come into the, the centre, please? So it is as simple as just visiting our customer service desk in the main dome uh, where we'll provide you with the pack uh, with the lanyard included. Um, there's some literature around the scheme um, in there as well. All our staff are educated into the scheme as well, and it's part of our uh, training packages and ongoing. So, um, you know, the fact that we've got both, I've not got one on myself today, but um, we've, we've also got the, um, the two metre distance in. My colleague's going to show you one here now. Um, so they're also supporting um, the Give Me Space um, piece. So, yeah, and we and obviously some of our staff that have hidden disabilities are also uh, part of that scheme as well. So, um, yeah, it helps us to help each other. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, actually, how you have found it benefits your staff and customers. I think because it's getting more widely publicised, we are seeing that, um, you know, people just respect the fact that that lanyard is being worn. Um, and we've seen the lanyard for, for other um, things as well, haven't we? So I think people are just on the lookout generally for, for the, a lanyard um, for, for all kinds of things. I know that obviously we've just, as, as we said, we launched the Give Me Space. Um, that has helped with social distancing. Um, so I think, you know, gradually you, the use of the lanyard with the branding on it is a, a good marker for people to understand and say, actually, I, I understand what's going on here. Yeah, and... Um... And your st some of your staff, presumably, you know, I would imagine you've got members of your staff who also have hid hidden disabilities. So um, are they taking advantage and using it? Has it opened up any conversations that you've been aware of? It has. I think um, obviously we've got Richa, um, who looks after sort of our community uh, development uh, management role here. So that really helps because Richa's in very much into that community. And we have wellness and uh, wellbeing sessions on a Wednesday so that we can identify and talk to staff individually and we can introduce that pack to new starters as well. Um, so, you know, that really works well for us. Um, we've actually got deaf awareness training going on next week. So, um, you know, that whole piece around any, any disability inclusion um, is so close to all our hearts. You mentioned that you've got three miles of shop fronts. Uh, you know, that's that's a big old walk, isn't it, for somebody who might have mobility issues? We have. I mean, the malls are, are designed brilliantly, They're very accessible. If you've you've seen our car parks and the entrances in. Um, and I think the great thing about the, the malls are very smooth with that lovely marble. So very accessible. However, three miles of shop frontage. That's a challenge for anybody, even the fittest. So we have um, accessibility um, products. We've also got uh, wheelchairs that people can hire. We've got staff that are available on hand that can help and support people uh, doing their shopping or having a you know, going finding their wayfinding around and priority seating uh, around the centre as well. Um, so there's a whole host of, of products available at our customer service desk, and they can also be pre-booked. Um, on our website prior to anybody's visit and um, look we welcome the feedback you know if, if um, you know we don't have all the great ideas so people arrive at the centre and they've had a challenge we really want to know about it 
Uh, we have weekly management meetings, and this is very much always talked about and on our agenda. Um, we get lovely letters of uh, compliments through on a weekly basis, just assisting and supporting people. Um, it is a big place to, to come and visit, and it's daunting for anybody, um, and even just remembering where you've parked your car. So we have great uh, team of staff in our customer services and, and all our departments, really, that are fully trained um, in quite a number of um, sort of hidden disabilities, whatever they may be. Um, so they know what to look out for, but very um, on the quiet, shall I say, they're not overly looking for it. They're not trying to interact negatively with anybody, but they're just trying to help and support. And, uh, and the one thing about the lanyard is that helps us identify that a whole lot quicker. That's brilliant. I've, I've seen some feedback or heard some feedback from Sunflower wearers where they've said, I just got the nod from a member of staff who noticed I had the lanyard on and it really put me at ease. How have you found it at the Trafford Centre since coming out of lockdown and what's experience been like for your, your colleagues and, and the customers? Yeah, so to the two parts of that, Chantal, what, when we were open um, just for essential retail, obviously people needed to get out to go into Boots, um, Superdrug, M&S to get the food shopping and that did become a challenge for people um we'd close some of our entrances down uh and, and maybe not necessarily uh, waymark them the best that we could and so we quickly understood how we needed to do that adopted more signage we took all our seating off the miles and then we quickly realized well oh, people need to breastfeed and people need to sit down and and actually that's whilst that ticked the box for covid we did have to do something different so we quickly uh, re-energized everything and put some mild seating on but we made that um, covid safe and we sanitized it before and after use and we put marshals in place as well so we didn't get it right from the start um but then gradually as the weeks went on we adjusted things to suit um and i have to say third time round now we've you know we're we're a bit like a, a well-oiled machine. Um, it's very difficult. I struggle with the face covering, um, you know, even just ordering a coffee, you've got face covering and a perspex screen. Um, and I, yeah, I struggle to hear. Um, and so, you know, we, we've tried to build things into the, the policies and procedures that we've got. Um, and our security and DES staff and customer services carry notepads um, in order to assist. That's great. You mentioned about deaf awareness. Um week on, on next week and is that some of the stuff that you're building in as part of that it is along with a whole host of things along this sort of accessibility sphere so quiet hour every wednesday 10 to 11 autism awareness training for all our teams you know dementia friendly we've um we've just invested in our hearing loops because some of them have failed um accessible toilets we've just put brand new a state-of-the-art facility over at barton square um, and we've got a, a facility over here. Um, and again, these are always things that are on our agenda because they they always form part of our weekly uh, feedback sessions. So, um, you know, it's a big scheme. And I think, you know, it's an age scheme as well. It's 20, coming up to 23 years old. So there's always things that we can improve on. Um, and as I say, you know, we, we do welcome the feedback. Zoe, what else are you doing at the Trafford Centre in terms of accessibility? 
I think we've already mentioned Wednesday mornings, 10 to 11, the quiet hour. Um, the team's already going through what autism awareness training as well as, as dementia-friendly training. Um, we've got assisted um, partnering with the guide dogs, as you know, um, and we continue with our deaf awareness training. Um, the Alzheimer's Society continues um, to do our dementia training for us as well. And we're partnering with local organisations and our retailers on our accessible campaigns. So Purple Tuesday, World Alzheimer's Day and Autism Awareness Week as well. Um, so we're really um, looking at all kinds of disabilities and how we can understand them better and how we make the shopping uh, leisure experience easier for and more accessible for everybody. With time, has the scheme, have these various schemes and improvements, have they helped awareness among visitors and staff? Absolutely massively. So on a Wednesday morning, everybody knows our fountains are off, our music's off. Um, we know that that quiet hour is a really big thing. And that's why we introduced our quiet hour to recognise that. Has it encouraged um, more visits from people with disabilities and hidden disabilities, do you think? Do you know, anecdotally, I, I would say absolutely. I think it's maybe something that we need to do some analysis around with our exit surveys. It's not really something that we've been pulling out of our figures, but um, I think it, it's key that we, we we start to look at that now. We, we did some um, research, actually, and um, the percentage of people, it was something like 80% of people, I haven't got the exact number in front of me, with uh, invisible disabilities, they check first to see where they're going to see whether or not the sunflower is recognised and that will inform their decision as to whether or not they'll make that shopping trip. And also for brand awareness, they will be like much more likely to recommend that business to others because the business has taken the time to do the training and yeah, welcome people with invisible disabilities so it's really encouraging to hear that you're you know adopting that whole mindset across the entire center you've also got people that will look into shops specifically so they'll go to certain shops within your center because they know they've got awareness yeah i mean exactly that it's brilliant that just the, the number of initiatives that the team and i have been getting behind um, and it's great you know the, to see the, the the lanyard and actually for people to understand then what's required other backgrounds to that and, and as I say as you, you rightly said there's lots of um, different hidden disabilities that 12 months ago I wasn't really aware of and the fact that it's on our agenda now every day is is a, is a good thing. The Trafford Centre has also joined the Please Give Me Space um, campaign was that something that was needed? I think it's an excellent way of identifying people that need a little bit of extra help um, on social distance I mean it's difficult isn't it for, for you know Lockdown one, it was what was two metres and then there was a mixed message around a metre or a metre and a half. You see it and it just reminds you, um, depending how many years you've been on this planet, you sort of get in your way as you used to hugging people, aren't we? And maybe on the 21st of is it June, we can go back to giving everybody a, a quick squeeze. Uh, but it is difficult. And then you get, you know, we can have, you know, 90,000 people in the day in that expanded day till 10 o'clock shopping with us. Um, and it's just that reminder. It, it's certainly given my staff a peace of mind as well. Um, we didn't have these on um, the first two reopenings. This is a, a new thing for phase three. Actually, just having it can be a trigger. Just to, Even if it just gets someone's attention and just makes you think and stop a little bit, then it's worth having, isn't it? 
It is. I think we have to be mindful as well. We've got really great um, entrance policies at the moment as we're still managing the pandemic. And we're being very respectful in how we manage that. And there's two very um, broad schools of thought around the, the mask wearing and what we would classify as an awful word compliance. But the wearing of the lanyard as well just reinforces the fact that um, not everybody is able to wear a face covering and that be kind, be respectful message as well. And it certainly helps our staff to identify that we don't have to go and approach um, that individual. And, and it, you know, it's, it's each to their own, isn't it, what they feel comfortable with. Um, but certainly our approach is very much around education and encouragement um, and, and not, not enforcement. And that's been difficult because you look at, um, you know, social media, you look at the press coverage around uh, social distancing, and it, it is very much a mixed bag. And I myself have, have spoken to many, many of our visitors um, just in relation to what, what you should expect in terms of an indoor environment and that there are people that genuinely are unable to wear a face covering. Do the staff feel more protected when wearing the please give me space uh, lanyard? It does. It, it helps diffuse the situation without any further explanation being required. Um, and I think because now it's getting so well publicised that uh, you just, again, it's a bit like the sunflower uh, symbol. You understand what sits behind that. Did you find the training um, and campaign materials useful? Is that something that the staff or yourself have felt has been helpful? Absolutely, yeah. I think anything, anytime you've got anything that's visual, tangible, something you can hold up and explain um, and actually wear is a constant reminder. So for me, absolutely absolutely worse we work in such a busy environment and we go from um you know dealing with maybe an event um or, or dealing with uh, you know shoppers just entering into it but this feeds into our wider um health and well-being uh, piece we've been really um cautious during during the lockdown during uh, periods where people have been on furlough as well making sure that people get the right health and well-being training and ready to, to come back uh, to work, you know, three periods of furlough for some of our team. And the third time was a real stretch. Um, you know, I, I, we go on to uh, mental health and well-being, but that was very much a topical subject at uh, the third time that, that we reopened our doors. And we had, well, if you think about it, when we when we actually closed, Manchester was in tier three. And it was a big challenge because at that point we had, I think, London, parts of London closed and retail still going strong up here. So that was a challenge. It was a really busy uh, period for us. And then, of course, we went into lockdown very sadly again. You and your team and everybody else who works in retail have had such a tough time from that. You know, we, we went right back to the beginning at the beginning of this conversation. And like you said, you know, complete shutdown, ha having to learn on your feet, responding to the rules and the government guidelines, your customers, but, you know, really important, your staff. Um, and it has been tough. And I think it's right to acknowledge that. And it sounds that you're, you know, you've put lots of things in place to, to make your staff feel supported. And uh, by introducing please give me space as just like an added visual aid for them so that customers are coming in um, to just make them feel more protected seems like a really uh, sensible, wise move. So now phase three, we're looking forward. The future's bright. Uh, what can visitors expect when they come to visit you in your, in, at the Trafford Centre? 
Yeah, so excitement. So uh, all our media has turned really now onto uh, the focus of spring and summer beyond that. Um, so you'll see that our fonts changed, our colorings changed around that, and rightly so. So whilst we are still, um, you know, all the social distancing measures are in place and we've got reduced capacities and we've been queuing, we've just tried to make that as fun as we possibly can. So um, I think now most of our customers do the right thing. Um, you know, walking down the mall, it's a one way, the mask compliance, um, keeping that spacing if you're queuing, queuing externally where we have to, all of that's working really well for us. But we're just trying to turn a little bit now. Obviously, retail's have been in the headlines for so long, um, in the doldrums, but there's so much newness. We're really turning our business around. It's all about, I mentioned it earlier, the daycation. Come and have a nice experience, whether that's, you know, coming to shop for your favourite Primark piece or you come into the Odeon Cinema when they reopen or you want to mooch around Selfridges Food Hall. I think here, you know, we look at what we're doing now. It, it's just a get out of outdoors and sit outside if you want to do that. This it's just a, a lovely space. Whether you want to come and shop the mall or you want to come and eat, you know, M&S sandwich um, on a picnic bench, it's um, it's there for everybody. And um, and along may that continue. We can see the footfall heading in the right direction now, um, and that's great for the UK economy as well. So yeah, really pleased. As you said, it really is very positive and uplifting. So it falls to me to thank you for your time today, Zoe. Um, and if anyone living in the northwest of England, you will already be familiar with the amazing spectacle that is the Trafford Centre. If you haven't been, it's definitely worth a visit, a daycation. Um, and you can feel reassured that you will be greeted with kindness, patience and understanding from the staff at the Trafford Centre. If you'd like to share your sunflower story or conversation, please email conversations at hiddendisabilitystore.com. Find out more about us or listen to this recording again by checking out our insights page at hiddendisabilitystore.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. Please help, have patience and show kindness to others and join us again soon. Making the invisible visible with the Hidden Disability Sunflower.